This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll Reb Meir Raphael's was once one of the greatest opposers of the Hasidim. And at the height of the war between the Hasidim and the Misnagdim, their opposers, Reb Meir Raphael's, who was one of the elected leaders, the Parnas Achodesh of the Jewish community of Vilna, the undisputed headquarters of the opposition of the Hasidim, Reb Meir became a devoted Hasid of the Alter Rebbe the first Rebbe of Chabad. And once, at a Farbrengen, the Rebbe Rashab, Reb Shalom Dovber of Lubavitch, told two stories of Reb Meir Raphael's and how he became a Chassid of the Alter Rebbe. So this week and next week, I'm going to share with you those two stories. But before I start, just to put things in context, why was it such a big deal? What was this war between the Chassidim and the Misnagdim? To put it in the simplest terms, when the Baal Shem Tov came along, and he said that the simplest Jew, who could barely read and didn't even know most of the prayers, when that Jew would find the strength to say a prayer to Hashem, especially under the hardships that that Jew was going through, to do it from a place of simcha, the Baal Shem Tov said, that Jew was not only as high as the greatest Talmudic scholar, but maybe even higher. When words like this reached the rabbis who had been the gatekeepers of European Jewry for hundreds and maybe more than a thousand years. They were very upset. It wasn't the way that things were done. Hasidus came with a whole new understanding of how to be a Jew. Of course, they stayed within the confines of halacha, but they brought singing and joy and stories and a whole new flavor to religious Judaism. And so the old order opposed them, and they called them the sect. And it was even a mitzvah to oppose them. And there's story after story about opposition of the Baal Shem Tov. So now that we have some context, here's the first story of how Reb Meir Raphael's became a chassid of Reb Shneer Zalman of Liadi, the Balatanya, the first Lubavitcher Rebbe, who was, of course, a chassid of the Magid of Mezrich, who in himself was the successor of the Heilige Baal Shem Tov. In a certain town, there was a chassid whose daughter was deserted by her husband. One day, her husband simply disappeared in the middle of the night, and he never came back. And three years had passed, and this woman was an aguna, what's called a chained woman, which means that she can't get a divorce and she can't get remarried. She was stuck until she could either prove that her husband had died or find her husband and get a divorce from him. And after three years, she went out with her father to get a bracha and advice from Ebshner Zalman of Liadi, the Alter Rebbe. And when they reached the Alter Rebbe, he told them to travel to Vilna and ask the Parnas Achodesh where this woman's husband was. So when the Hasidim heard that the Rebbe was sending this woman to Vilna, they took it as if it was Torah Misinai, a direct command from God. And the Hasidim got together and gathered money for this woman to make the trip. They bought her a ticket to Vilna on the train, and they told her 
that when you get there and you get to the home of the Parnas, you demand that he find your husband. And no matter what he says to her, no matter what he tries to do to her, if he curses her, even beats her, she should take it all quietly, but not let him rest for one second until he finds her husband, since that's what the Rebbe said. And there was no doubt that if the Rebbe said that this man, the Parnas in Vilna, could find her husband, then he would find her husband. And so she took the train ticket and some money, and she got on the long train ride. which took her many days, and it wasn't an easy ride. And when she arrives in Vilna, she asks, who's the Parnas Chodesh? And everyone says, oh, it's Reb Meir Files. She's directed to the home of Reb Meir Files, which is a big, beautiful mansion. Since he was a very wealthy Jew, she knocks on the door, and the wife answers. She says, what can I do for you? And the Aguna says, I'm here to meet your husband. She said, well, my husband is currently in shul. Why don't you come in? You look like you've been on a long trip. Let me make you some tea, give you something to eat. And so the two of them sit down, and the wife says, So, where did you come from? The Aguna says, I came from the Alter Rebbe in Liadi. The wife says, Wow, Liadi, that's a long trip. What did you come all the way here to Vilna for? The Aguna said, I came because the Alter Rebbe told me that your husband, who's the Parnas Achodesh, could find my husband, who's been missing for three years. And because of that, I can't get a divorce. So the wife says, what would my husband have anything to do with your husband? I mean, you're from so far away. And your husband is a chassid, and you're a chassid, and we have nothing to do with the chassidim. I mean, what connection could there possibly be with Vilna? The woman said, listen, I appreciate your hospitality, but I'm really here just to see your husband. So I'll wait patiently until he arrives. And eventually, Reb Meir Files shows up, and the wife gives over the story that she had heard from this woman, the Aguna. And on top of it, the wife said, and you know, she's from the sect of the Hasidim. We know how crazy they are. And the wife says, and not only that, but look, Schneer Zalman sent this poor woman to us as if you're supposed to be able to find her husband. The Aguna, undeterred, she looks at Reb Meir and she says, listen, I'm not leaving here until you find my husband. Because the Alter Rebbe said, you're going to find my husband. The Hasidim bought my ticket. I traveled a long way to get here. And you're going to find my husband for me so I can get a divorce. Get this over with. So Reb Meir, he tried to reason with the woman. Never heard of your husband. Nobody I know has ever heard of him. I have no idea how I'm supposed to help you. What you're asking of us is completely absurd. Makes no sense at all. But realizing that the Aguna wasn't going anywhere. Reb Meir said, okay, obviously we're not going to find your husband in one day. So I suggest that you go to the community Hektesh, the hostel that was set up for people like her, for Jews that were traveling and needed a place to stay. Go there, spend the night, and we'll see how things work out. So the woman, she went, spend the night in the Hektesh, and day after day, she would come to Reb Meir and say, Give me my husband! You know where my husband is! You have to find my husband! Where's my husband? Now, something like a crazy woman coming to the house of the leader of the Jewish community of Vilna and a wealthy and influential Jew like Reb Meir doesn't just happen without some gossip starting. And sure enough, the gossip started going around. And once Reb Meir passed on to his fellow worshippers some of the details of the latest instance of the insanity of the Hasidim. He told everybody what was going on with the Zaguna, 
And this became the favorite joke of the local misnagdim, and it just proved to them that they were right, that the Hasidim were crazy. Day after day, the woman comes to Reb Meir's house, and day after day, Reb Meir says, I can't help you. I don't know who your husband is. And the truth is, everybody's talking about your husband, and nobody knows who he is either. So maybe Reb Schneer Zalman is just crazy, like the rest of you Hasidim, and maybe you'll leave me alone. But after about a week of this, Reb Meir was summoned to the Vilna police station. Because from time to time, there were groups of criminals or people that were just picked up without any identification papers. And they were brought to the city and they would bring in all of the leaders of the religious communities, hoping that somebody could identify these strangers. If they were innocent, they would be released. And if they were guilty, they would be kept in jail. So Reb Meir was called from time to time in order to identify Jews who had been picked up by the police. And this time, as the prisoners were being called out, one by one by their names, <laughs> and announcing their places of birth, one of them called out the name of the Aguna's hometown. And it was like a bolt of lightning had struck Reb Meir. He asked again for the guy's name in his hometown, and then he turned to the police officer, and he said, please, whatever you do, do not let this man go until I come back. And Reb Meir ran out of the police office and back home as quickly as he could. Sure enough, the Aguna was there saying, where's my husband? Where's my husband? And he said to her, listen, calm down, please. She said, where's my husband? I'm not taking this anymore. He said, please, calm down. I have news for you. Oh, really? You do? What news do you have for me? So he said, listen, I was at the police station from time to time, they asked me to identify people without papers. There's a man with your husband's name and your hometown. Come with me and let's see if we can recognize him together. And so they get to the police station and of course she recognized her husband immediately. So Reb Meir said to the policeman, I know who this man is, please release him. And of course the police released him. But Reb Meir said to the man, listen, you're only getting out of jail on one condition. We're going straight to the Beit Din and you're going to write a get for your wife here. And of course he agreed, and he did go to the Beit Din, and a get was written, right there on the spot. The man was freed to go on his way, and the Aguna went back home, no longer an Aguna, but a divorced woman. Reb Meir started thinking to himself, that is a strange coincidence that Reb Schneer Zalman would send this woman to me and know beforehand that her husband would show up in the police station here in Vilna? From that point on, he started to think a little bit differently about the Hasidim. For sure, he didn't become a Hasid just yet, but that seemed very strange to just be a coincidence. And Reb Meir decided not to tell anyone, but to keep it to himself and see if anything else would happen that would hint to him that maybe he had it wrong when it came to the Hasidim. Next week, Bezat Hashem, my sweetest friends, will have part two of this story and will learn. How Reb Meir Refiles became a Chassid of Reb Shner Zalman of Liadi. Ay, na, ya, na, na, ya, na.